0: Or a I think love the I can't be sure but one thing I do know is that the mission here to force to make your so hard that you'll be pissing on the floor. Hello listeners time. and welcome to a talking
1: Cast, the a talking cat podcast that no one really asked for but we're going to give you anyway I'm your host Clint Worthington
2: and I'm the guest I suppose Jason Michael McIsaac Yes
1: and you are listening to episode 46 covering minute 45 of this Masterpiece. All right, so uh, where were we? Coming into minute forty-five, this is the scene where uh, where Susan has just gotten the 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 Winnie Sims contract. You know how every every movie every movie where someone's trying to build a business has to get the big contract, and uh, and this is good old Winnie Sims is going to give Susan. The big shot at a contract. The first thing about this scene is just for when we come in, uh, we're coming in in mid-sentence. That's right. So uh, That's right. so Susan's talking about how she's getting trying to get the kids to help out and uh, saying uh, maybe even prep the cheese puffs. They were a special request because, you know, cheese puffs. Uh, I'm surprised that it's a special request because as far as I can tell, it's the only thing Susan makes. I'm pretty sure she's just that's the only thing she knows how to make and the special request is just what do you got she's like well I have cheese puffs so there's that. Uh, so she's trying to wrangle her kids around to helping out around the house. At a rather curious time of day, this scene, I don't remember if this is the first scene where this happens in the movie, but uh, this is the same sort of setup that we've seen all the other um, of Susan's house scenes, but it's all in this weird blue. And I'm pretty sure it's just, it's what we it's what we in the biz call day for night, mm-hmm. uh, where you film something during the day and then you slap a blue filter on and it's like, oh, it's, it's dusk. It's a nice way to get around the uh, the lighting problems of uh, of shooting at night, but the problem is here it, it kind of looks like it's it still just looks like they filmed it at two in the afternoon and uh and did all that. I just I have no idea when in the day this is supposed to be happening. Is this dusk? W-
2: where where are we? Are we in just a time warp? And I don't know why it's important that it is night at all. Um, yeah, I, it it it's not really. Um, part of the narrative that doesn't change the stakes at all. It just, yeah. I think it was just somebody f- stumbled on a, a filter.
1: Yeah. And the, the scene before is during the day, right? And then the scene after is during the day. <laughs> so I feel like a whole day passed or maybe it's just supposed to be overcast or something. I don't know.
2: There could be a scene where they drank ayahuasca or something like this. This could be a, a hallucination. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, you know that wears off by the time that um uh, possibly that, uh, i I, yeah. I
1: did i did the the previous episode i guessed it on uh i think i posited that this whole movie is suffering from a carbon monoxide leak <laughs> and i'm pretty I, either that or i think the pervading theory is that this is a, all a post apocalyptic situation where these two houses are literally the only people left um oh, and everyone else they're brilliant. talking to is just a figment of their imaginations uh, cause we never hear the other sides of the conversations over the phone. Um, but back to the, but back to the seat at hand, uh, Susan also like after getting Tina to help out, she's like, if anyone needs me, I'll be in the kitchen most of the night.
2: That was one of the lines that really struck me, not only because of the specificity of the sentiment, but the fact that literally that is one and a half steps away from where she is.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how long does it take you to make cheese puffs? <laughs>
2: Um. Yeah.
1: And yeah. like, is she not going to sleep? Is this happening? When is the Winnie Sims account kicking off here? Uh, I have no idea.
2: They requested um, no fewer than eight thousand cheese puffs. No.
1: Yes. Exactly. Like, can you make like smoked salmon or anything? No, just cheese puffs. Uh, it's insane. It's
2: it's amazing. Again, it, it is a very specific thing, and and I yeah. I question. Is she f- again? Is she famous for? I mean, using your your hypothesis, um, she may actually be making these cheese puffs puffs for no one. Um, yes, cheese puffs is... for
1: no one. I think is the Judy Bloom novel that uh, <laughs> we we all would have loved to have read. It's uh, at least the
2: DVD <laughs> chapter name.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, but so she's gonna be she's gonna be spending eight plus hours apparently s- just slaving over a stove uh, making cheese puffs, and, uh, and then she goes she gets up and goes to the kitchen. And uh then Trent gets up off the sofa and we get yet another of these like needlessly cruel yep. sibling exchanges where they're like like I mean they're they're trying to be, you know, the the jabbing yeah, the they're... siblings jabbing at each other, but like they're just sort of uh blithely insulting each other like with really deep deep sick burns <laughs> yeah
2: it's it's not jocular so much as it is uh, eviscerating
1: yeah but trent comes up with this beauty uh don't mess this up for mom like you messed up your face uh and, and i wonder
2: <laughs> yeah. i wondered if that meant like something she did in utero. Like,
1: <laughs> you think Trent's like a privy to some sort of uterine information that uh, that Tina does not have
2: it could be because other than that I mean the only thing I could, um, can imagine is that he's making reference to makeup which is yeah I mean just, he,
1: it's just a really lame you're ugly yeah. all joke um, but Tina's comeback is oh, even yeah. better uh, funny slacker no life and so <laughs> and it's actually very surprising because I didn't know Trent was Irish um <laughs> <laughs> and so that's yeah. that's it's a very uh crucial piece of information i think and uh, yeah it was, it was a
2: good burn it is it was...
1: oh it's a sick burn yeah and
2: and is your sense of things from when you watch this scene and, and maybe uh going too far ahead but when he talks about you can't make me feel bad anymore is that like oh it's absolutely a reference
1: to uh the scene that happened last time i guessed it, where that's when he um speaks to duffy and exactly. he finds out from duffy that quote I do have imagination (laughs) Um, and I guess that makes him like you know your your jabs don't affect me anymore like I'm above that even though he just did it to the sister yeah Uh, Like, I mean, I it's funny because Duffy's Duffy's goal with these people is to like change their lives, right? Like, that's why he can only talk to them once. It's like that's once, right. once I have this one conversation with them, yep. their lives will be changed forever. For Trent, it's like, oh, I, you know, I can believe in myself. I'm not just this idiot kid, even though he is. Uh but Tina, the, the she he's already had the scene, the talking cat scene with Tina. That's and right. And it didn't really do much. She's just sort of writes it off as somehow being trent's doing like it's a funny <laughs> prank that trent did to give an animal the power of speech uh, for whatever reason this person who T- tina tina's convinced that trent is stupid let's let's Absolutely. not mince words he he's an idiot and trent and tina knows it after trent like tries to stand up for himself you can't make me feel bad anymore and tina just brushes it off with a whatever weirdo
2: well, she knows um, she's she's going to become a billionaire in, in very short yes. order. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, and then Duffy gets up on the sofa, and Tina is, is, is petting him a
2: little bit. And Oh, it's funny. It takes her a while to sort of
1: recognize that it's Duffy.
2: I, I actually, uh, when watching it, uh, that was one of the things that really struck me was that she did seem to enter some kind of psychotic state <laughs> for, for about five beats before yeah. she... She just stares at him. And it's like, oh, Duffy. Yeah, it's coming back to me. That's who this is. It's and, a and, full three seconds. <laughs> and, and two, uh, two other things I noticed. One of which may have been uh, covered already. One, of course, is that uh, the laser pointer is uh, very prominent in this scene. Oh yeah. Uh, as as Duffy gets guided to her her lap, but uh, and, and forgive me if this has been brought up before, but he's wearing two tags, and I tried my best. Huh. to freeze it to stop it to <laughs> to to uh you know it and there's all a bunch of words on the tag and uh-huh. i'm wondering if it's the if there was some kind of situation where the actual owner of gar- or guardian of the cat refuse to let that tag come off for the film in the way that like (laughs) Cesar Romero refused to shave his mustache off in Batman 66 possibly Um, I note that
1: the the magic necklace is never worn by Duffy either the magic the magic yeah uh yeah uh so there so there is that but yeah it's just such a weird little scene um yeah because Tina's like uh, and Tina goes on an extended uh external monologue to Duffy basically about uh, how uh, is Trent going to make you talk again today cuz that didn't make any sense and like we know yeah, <laughs> yeah there's something
2: about the um, about that whole scene that you know is very firewalk with me but but blue yeah. and <laughs> it's and very it,
1: lynchian it's a very lynchian scene i guess. it
2: is and it's it's this um psychotic dream state like like when you're when you're in a dream and and you don't question um the insanity around you it's all oh this is so that we're doing this right now. This is happening. This this all makes sense. Uh-huh.
1: It,
2: it, it just strikes me as a, as a, a an, an interestingly strange moment in, of course, what's a you know a much larger strange uh, a film, yeah. but it it seems to be its own piece, and yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the director was channeling. Um, I also love, and again, this may have been brought up before, but I love how they obscure the apple on the Mac. Computers using, it even yeah, the band. Yeah, it's just like it's just
1: like putting a putting a piece
2: of duct tape
1: on it. and yeah. the, and to be fair, like to be fair too, in defense of a talking cat. Yeah, um, yeah. that's not something that's
2: exclusive to that. Like you see that no. all the time in movies Absolutely. and TV too. In my experience it's it's been something discreet, something that you know just kind of hugs the the parameters of the Apple but this is literally like a full it's on like a computer stripe. scrunchie. yeah it's, it's like
1: she could it's like a handle she could like use to pick up and she can't afford a laptop back because she's not a millionaire yet. <laughs> so she just grabs that and goes. Um, but yeah no uh, so actually going back to your dream theory. Yes. Does that mean that the movie should have ended? I think the movie should have ended exactly like that season of Dallas when she gets up and sees Patrick Duffy oh, in the shower sweet. and sweet. see the, the name of the of the cat is a clue.
2: Well, I was thinking like the, the last episode, very much to that point, the last episode of Newhart um, when Bob Newhart wakes up and he's in bed with his wife from the other sitcom he did. And he said, yeah. I just had this crazy dream. I ran a um, an inn in Connecticut or, or Vermont. Or... Yeah. I would love if Duffy woke up and was one of Eric Roberts' uh, characters from another film. That would be just <laughs> yeah. amazing. Like, I had this dream. I only had 15 minutes to, to do voiceover for this film. And uh, yeah. I did it on Skype. I did some research. And this yeah. is what I've learned, is that uh-huh. he literally did 15 minutes worth of voiceover work through Skype or through a phone in his living room with the director there, and oh, I it wondered, shows. If, it shows. <laughs> and I wondered if they worked in the conceit that the cat can only speak once to, uh, to each person as a way. As we a have too way. much dialogue, guys. We can <laughs> only get Eric Roberts <laughs> for, 50, for fifteen <laughs> minutes. Oh, fuck. Exactly. exactly. Okay, I, I have a new new part of the mythology yeah, yeah, that exactly. will explain this away. Right. Yeah. The, the,
1: um, the... The duffy wiki
2: and do you think julia roberts has seen this film Ooh, i i can't
1: i can't imagine she has that would be that would be an awkward uh new year's eve party <laughs> thing like where the, the roberts family's getting together they've had a little too much uh, yeah. champagne and eric roberts drunken drunkenly like goes over to netflix like, <laughs> oh my god you have to see this uh <laughs> <That would be laughs> do i have amazing. your approval yet sister yeah. <laughs> um so
2: what have you been up
1: to? Well, uh, yeah. oh, God, no, if, if Julia Roberts asked what Eric Roberts was up to, uh, they'd be there for days because he does a million movies at
2: once. Uh, but yeah. It's amazing. I, this is one of the films that I, if, if not for having read, um, how the voiceover went down, I would almost argue that somebody was recording the ramblings of a madman and he doesn't realize this film has been made. Like, like Bela Lugosi, you know, recycled footage. Yeah. Uh, like literally, this was the musings of 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 a psychopath that somebody chopped up in, you know, a digital audio workstation and and created a cult a movie out of it.
1: I feel like it's about time for that to happen to Gary Busey, Because <laughs> he's f- fully in the grips of of insanity
2: at this point. Yeah. Uh,
1: and he just, I just want a whole movie revolving around him uh, ranting for fifteen minutes about hobbits and Amazon Fire TV sticks. Oh,
2: the season of Celebrity Apprentice were. Uh, he and Meatloaf, and there's some issue about who stole Meatloaf's paints. It's it's just. It's beautiful, <laughs> nice, it's absolutely but,
1: beautiful. But lest we forget, uh, we should before we get too far afield. Yes, <laughs> we yes. should finish this scene. We were worried that we weren't going to have enough talk. To I talk know. About I just minute. <laughs> but but the thing is, like uh, Tina's line, Tina's monologue isn't even done because she says, "I'm not sure how that story about that coding guy, guy. came on my computer." <laughs> God, and that was fair. until until I saw that scene. It didn't quite clue in for me for some reason that Duffy made that happen. I, I didn't I realize either. I thought she had gone back to it. That I thought she that was she like had... already searching for that stuff Absolutely. and she just happened
2: across it. Um, but like... Yeah, they, yeah. They, didn't really, they didn't really show... I found it, this is true of a lot of scenes, but yeah, there's no real sense that that was um, magic. It just seems like I've opened up my computer again. Here's where I left off.
1: Yeah, and like I imagine, like Duffy opened it up and like used his paws to to Google it. That was no <laughs> magical power on his part. Um, but yeah, so I guess. But I guess he's also a master
2: hacker. He's <laughs> he's a lot of things. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah.
1: He is everything and nothing. He's the alpha and the omega. He's a he's a he's, he's a people whisperer. I yeah. suppose. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know how he is. Uh, but the best part is like during Tina's monologue, Susan notices. And it's like Tina, are you talking to me? Uh, some because somehow now in the movie it's weird that people talk to themselves
2: endlessly. That's right.
1: Like That's right. I, I'm like guys, we've already been doing this for forty minutes. Let's not yes. pretend it's weird now. <laughs> like come on, man. And then yeah, and then like Susan's worried about Duffy. Oh, the cat. I don't think he should spend the night. He's not yeah.
2: ours. That's right. That's right.
1: The scene just kind of peters out. She's like, okay, I'll take him out. And then picks up picks up duffy and we hear like the most frightened sound out of this cat. It's yeah, just like super. a really worried meow. I like to think Eric Roberts did that as well. <laughs> like
2: There's also Now um, Eric,
1: Eric, could, this is this is David. This is David Decateau yeah. speaking. Uh, could you give us some meows? Uh pr- imagine that a 14-year-old girl is picking you up to take you outside cuz you don't belong there. Uh give us about 3 or 4 of those, please.
2: <laughs>
1: Amazing.
2: Yes. I also noticed that uh on the couch during the scene, I don't know if it's a piece of cat poop or a piece of his skull, but there's some <laughs> little thing on the couch um, that my eye was uh, focused on the whole time. It's, and it's... I, again, I don't know if that's... I'm if a, that Just was...
1: for the sake of argument, I'm going to say it's both. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, either way, whether it's cat poop or a piece of cat yeah. skull, uh, yeah. both answers are funny.
2: And it's it's performance, the poop skulls performance uh, it's, was oh, no Oscar caliber. Yeah, it was no greater or worse than anybody else in the in the scene. And you're very charitable to call it a scene. Um, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: you can't see it. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. So that's the power of podcasting.
2: I, I, I find like it, in a movie that is just wholly inert. Uh, uh, this scene in particular, uh, the brakes are way on. Like it's it's a, it's an odd odd little scene. Yes. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. All right. Well, I think that about does it for for this uh, for this particular minute. I think. But awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, Jason, do you have anything you want to plug?
2: Um, sure. I uh, I produce a, a podcast. Uh, if I'm if I may, please. I'd like to plug, it's called uh, Less Than Live with Cater Die, and it's a, a comic book podcast. Um, hosted by Kate Leth. She's a New York Times bestseller, selling author. She writes for Adventure Time and Edwards is oh. Her Hands and Fraggle Rock. And um, and uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's doing quite well and and uh, we're super pleased. And it comes out uh, every two weeks. And if someone wants to check that out, that would be amazing.
1: Nice. Uh, where can people find that?
2: Uh, it's in iTunes. Uh, on iTunes, just type Less Than Live. It's on Stitcher. Um, you can even just type Kate Leth or her pen name, which is Kate or Die and and you can get to it from there awesome uh, yeah thanks so much
1: yeah no thank you and uh yeah and i also have a podcast alka hollywood uh it's a uh Film review slash drinking games podcast. Imagine the flop house if you didn't if we didn't cover bad movies all the time and Nathan Rapin came on sometimes and we all <laughs> drank to it. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can find that at alcohollywood.com. A L C O Hollywood. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, if you want to find a talking cast online, uh, you can go to SoundCloud slash a dash talking dash cast. Uh Twitter at a talking cast, Facebook slash a talking cast. And uh yeah, it's uh, also available on iTunes. Uh this has been episode forty-six, minute forty-five of a talking cast. See you later. It's See you later. Minute by minute. That's how they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to
2: begin. It's a talk-
1: was episode 46 of A Talking Cast. Your host was Clint Worthington with guest Jason McIsaac.
0: Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. voiceover by John Kovaleski, Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive Producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. Rest in peace, Abby Randazzo.